turns out we were the moon this whole time. What you're looking up at, that's Earth. We that's are. That's why the moon. you can't. That's why you can't usually see the moon in the daylight. Is because they knock us out with CBD sleeping <laughs> stress relief pills, and they transport us to the moon in the daytime. And the darkness is just Earth. Nighttime is Earth. Daytime is Moon. <laughs> Why do we have a podcast, dude? We don't deserve it. <laughs> I know. Disturbing the peace with some peace of mind. Sleeping in jeans, I'ma need a night. OD on the cheap advice. OC on the cheapest flight. Lately, I've been on the move trying to get to something. But I told her I've been running just to see the sights. I feel like I got a bunch of news stories this week I don't, I don't know if you're gonna hate this or not but i feel like it's gonna be a big space news week oh that's great are you kidding me that's my favorite <laughs> i would take space I- news over ai any day of the week dude tell me about it no kidding yeah i feel like it's good to make up for the lack of space news the last couple weeks anyway yeah but before we get into space news i i gotta know just for me how did how did round two of the hair dye go Oh, that's not till March. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. you gotta let it. You gotta let it re uh, strengthen itself. I got. I've been taking biotin pills, um, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I also is that we got a Whole Foods in Gunnison, and they have just like this massive medicine section now. And uh, I've never, <laughs> I've never been like, oh, I need medicine. But now that I have the. <laughs> I have the option I'm just kind of finding myself perusing through the medicine aisle and uh I was walking through it I found dude I found these like $40 stress relief gummies and I was like <laughs> this has got to be legit <laughs> like they were they couldn't sell them for $40 if they didn't work dude yeah. I don't know if it's placebo <laughs> but every time I've been getting stressed out, I've been taking these super expensive stress relief gummies, and it's like, wait, you bought I just them? Go s- <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Turns out they're just THC gummies. <laughs> they're not. They're not, and they're not CBD either. Actually, I thought they were CBD gummies, but oh yeah, they're like horse mane radish That's- tail. <laughs> Dude, that that aisle is just like you know in video games where. In between missions, you go to like the power-up store and mm-hmm. you can buy increased agility or increased speed. That's all that is. That's just the real life version of that. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I was like, stress relief, huh? No further questions. I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consider that like a plus two charisma every time yeah. you take one. <laughs> well, I've been having I've been having that with my coffee, and I feel like they counteract each other. <laughs> And then I'm just like, <laughs> face just does level. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so Damn. that's pretty sick. That's at amazing. some point, at some point, I'd really like to tell you my story of what happened to me yesterday. Because yesterday, something so weird happened to me. So uh, should we do that later? Or we should do space news first. Is that a hook? Is that to Man, keep the viewer? Uh, that's a pretty good retention hook. But I mean, I got to hear it. Space Space News is going to take an hour and a half. I can't wait an hour and a half to hear okay, this okay, story. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, fair enough. So we'll get warmed up with my story. But basically, um, well, two days ago, I was just doing my thing, and I get a text from uh, this guy who is one of the owners of Matchstick Productions, and they make ski movies. Um, for a lot of people, this will mean nothing. For those two people out there, this will mean everything, but... They're the people that made Shane McConkey like the legend that he is today. Uh, and so, or he was, I suppose, RIP. But um, so like super legendary ski movie company film dudes. And uh, this this guy texts me and he's like, hey, do you want to go cat skiing with Eleven tomorrow? And now for context, Eleven is this company in town that's literally Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. For real. Like... <laughs> They have these big giant snow cats that are like luxury. Like what I learned yesterday is that each of these snow cats are $500,000 and they're like heated, super fancy. And they drive through, they pick people up in Crested Butte and then they drive them up to this private like ski area type place. And um, 
one day of cat skiing with Irwin is $10,000. It's literally Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. And I just Whoa. like, I just got the golden ticket. And he was just like, you want to come? <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah, we just need someone to get like 10 shots. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I would love Whoa. to. <laughs> so no way. Yeah. And so I didn't really know exactly what it was. What I put together after the fact was it was basically like a, I think it's like an annual thing they do where they pick a bunch of like business owners or people from like companies they work with and just go out and do something fun. But they, for the first time, wanted just to do a like social media post about it. So I was just there to make like one 15 second like video, right? <laughs> yeah. And so we're going out. And by the way, best ski day of my entire life. It was like, Damn. we got like nine 1500 foot vert runs of just fresh untouched powder. Wow. And oh you just ride God. in this luxury ski cat. And then they make you lunch and they made us this like shrimp gumbo stuff that was some of the best food I've ever had. And then there's like oh these, God. they have these cabins up at this private like area and they're just like, like full on luxury. They have like snack boxes that have like full bags of like $40 beef jerky and like, and you could just grab stuff. And so I was like full Jeez. dirt bag mode. I grabbed like so <laughs> yeah. many bags of beef jerky. Stuff in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's like this full on luxury experience. But the point, the main point of my story is um, the snow was so good that a lot of the life, like cliff bands were in. And so people were, were definitely like jumping off some big stuff. And uh, I was one of the only ones on a snowboard that was like willing to do that. And so... The guy that invited me, he had like a GoPro or whatever. And there was this one cliff band that was like the cliff and then a, like uh, just a normal run or a normal like thing you could ski next to it. And he was like, it would be really cool to get a shot of a snowboard. And they don't do snowboard stuff. Like they don't film snowboarding. They only film skiing. And so, but for some reason he was like, yeah, I got the GoPro on one of those super long poles. He's like, you should hit that cliff. I'll ski next to you and we'll get like an up close follow cam shot of you like hitting this cliff. And he's like, that would be great for the social media post. And I'm like, I don't think a snowboard shot has ever been on Matchstick's social Whoa. media like ever. And so I'm like, yeah. Uh, okay, that would be cool. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, yeah, like I, I felt like all this pressure. I was like, I gotta stomp this. I just gotta stomp. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, everything gets ready, and uh, he got, and yeah, I, I'm like, this is gonna be like the first snowboard shot on Matchstick ever. I gotta, I gotta like do the biggest air or whatever. And so, we drop in. I go down. It's like I'm lining up to it. And it's like the landing is like mega, mega, mega steep, which I'm not used to. Like, and I'm also not used to landing in deep powder because that's it's just like rare. to have a perfect yeah. cliff with perfect deep powder is like really rare. So I go off the end. I land and just immediately my nose dips under the powder and I just tomahawk. <laughs> like, no. like as soon as my feet touch the ground, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, and I have, no. I have like my camera bag on and everything. And, um, <laughs> and so I, and I came like super close to, to hitting a tree too, but I missed the tree. And so it was just this disaster. And, um, dude, and uh, so anyway, needless to say, that shot's probably not gonna make the. <laughs> it's not gonna make the video. Oh but. my gosh! I should have. I should have said my prediction ahead of time, because, um, I would say I've I've come to know you pretty good, and I've come to understand your general luck in life, and you tend to be the guy that stumbles upon the craziest lucky experiences ever. And then ends up having the worst luck imaginable in those <laughs> yeah, experiences. Yeah, the cool So experience. literally, yeah, before, you're, before you told the story, I, I thought in my head, I was like, of course Schaefer had that happen where he won this golden ticket to a Willy Wonka type thing. But I'll bet he like broke his camera or hurt his <laughs> yeah. knee or something on this trip so man yeah yeah it was uh it, it Dude, was i knew before i went off that was gonna happen because i'm the same way oh. i'm like something has to go wrong here this is too good <laughs> yeah. damn do, do you have the shot at least like will you at least i have don't the have memory it no, no my my uh my contact at uh at matchstick has it so maybe i can get wow. a hold of it somehow but 
And so you weren't, this wasn't filming for like a film project of theirs. No, it was just no, social it was media just for this, that experience. Just for thing. that one little like day out. Yeah. yeah. It was nothing like all that official wow. and which was good. I mean, the light wasn't all that good. I think I got some good shots, but it was, it was pretty hard because like I was having so much fun. It was really hard to, and he said oh. too, he was like, don't work too hard. Be sure to have fun. Oh, um, so it was like the best day ever. <laughs> it was so cool. Dang. Wow. That's definitely amazing. top three snowboard days ever. But yeah, like girl, like living here for so long, I would see the cats go by and like it's for high, high class people. It's for it's for fancy, fancy folks. And so every time I would see it go by, I'd be like, man, one of these yeah. days, maybe I'll people that maybe can I'll drop be able 10 to, grand on a ski yeah. day. Yeah. And yeah. so it was definitely like it was a full on bucket list day and it wow. lived up the thing was i was like for that much money that kind of experience can't be like worth it but after that i was like i would pay ten thousand dollars to live that day again it was so fun yeah damn that's amazing that's yeah. so sick it was cool um wow well oh speaking of th this kind of transitions us into space news speaking of bucket list experiences are you going anywhere for the eclipse? You got you got big solar eclipse plans. When is it? April eighth. Wow, April is like a throwaway month. I always forget April exists. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't have any plans. Are you going mm. somewhere? I'm trying to figure out plans, but I I, I last gotta time go it happened, somewhere. I was I was so mad I didn't go somewhere. Yeah. So I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, same. And they're saying for that reason, it's going to be like record turnouts because usually solar eclipses, solar eclipses, solar eclipses, solar eclipses happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they happen in such different parts of the world, but they happen usually like, I don't know, every 70 years or something crazy like that. So for us to have this one, the last one was just seven years ago or something like that is so rare yeah. that because so many of us have it in our minds, like how incredible the last one was, whether we went or just saw it on social media. Now they think the turnout's going to be insane for this one. Oh yeah. I remember um, when that one happened and they're like, the next one won't happen for seven years. And I was like, I'll be an old, old dying man <laughs> by then. Yeah. Look at me now. Look at you now. Just wasting away. I know having to take stress reliever gummies to get through your day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, hmm. Yeah, I don't have plans yet either, but I got I got to do something. So, I know that like hotels everywhere along the along the corridor have been booked like for like 3 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was looking at that. There's some close-ish that you could like get a hotel and then just drive a short ways into it but i don't know it's gonna be good get your get your plans together people because you don't want to miss out again yeah yeah um hopefully now i'm like oh well i gotta i gotta plan that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah same um but in other space news we got we got so much space news this week. I'm um, excited. Ooh, okay. First story. Um, I don't. I'm sure you remember, like a week ago, or a year ago or something. We were talking about this art on the moon project that had NFTs and stuff mm -hmm. attached. Yeah. Um, that launched last week, and really? it's going to be landing like literally today it's probably like floating down right now as we speak really so, dude that's yeah. such a that's such a gigantic l for space <laughs> the fact that I they know. went crypto was crypto and nfts and everything had the opportunity to like blow up completely crash and become irrelevant in the time it took them to organize sending one of those stupid things to space <laughs> that is hilarious that yeah that now that probably felt so monumental at the time having nfts attached and now the people that have those nfts that probably spent tens of thousands of dollars on them are just 
pissed off as it's landing <laughs> yeah. on the moon right now. Like this thing is worth nothing. Well, it's but, also funny just the human mind being like, oh my gosh, like we barely ever send anything to space. We must send the most important thing. It's going to be NFTs. NFTs are so important. They're going to change the sphere of <laughs> human connectivity. And then one year later, everyone's like, NF what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. And I'm I'm certainly not versed in the the fine art world, but this artist, his name is Jeff Koons. He's the one who um has he's he made all these mini sculptures that are going to the moon, and I'm pretty sure each sculpture has its own NFT attached. But at the end of the day, he's still like a fine artist sculpture. I think his last one sold for $9 million in 2019, oh, okay. something like so that. So he's a big hot but, shot. Yeah. And have you seen his work? Because, no. again, I don't understand the fine art world very well. Um, but I really don't understand why this guy got picked. Because he's most known for balloon animal sculptures. Like the classic oh. dog, dog balloon animal I, so. Okay, so I feel like I've seen at least one of these. I feel like everyone's seen at least one of these. He makes the big giant balloon boys, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think I saw one at some point. Well, yeah. that's great. Go, Jeff. <laughs> a new, so a new how... rich... We got a new rich space Jeff. New rich space Jeff just dropped. <laughs> yeah. We already Literally had one. as we speak. Although, hey, it's still... It still hasn't landed yet, probably. So maybe it's going to land upside down and break all the sculptures. I don't know. That would be Only time fly. will tell. Yeah. But by the time this is out, you can you can find out for yourself if, if he did it or it's not. It's probably live streaming right now, too, with probably something super cringe. Like We probably have like Snoop Dogg commentating on the live stream on CNN or something because <laughs> we live in the worst timeline. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. What? I might have already asked you this, but if you had to make physical art and send it to space, would you do a balloon animal sculpture or would you do something else? <laughs> Easy, dude. Balloon animal sculpture. <laughs> um, ooh, I know or, what I would make. I would make it, something... I would make a ceramic moon rock that looks exactly like every other rock on the moon. And then I would have them build a like Mars rover thing that could throw things really, really far. And then I would have it throw my rock. And my rock has a tiny little signature on it. <laughs> and the only way you can tell it apart is if you find the tiny little signature. And then I would have Mars man huck it off into, into space somewhere. And then, or just like onto the moon somewhere. And then when someone, when they colonize the moon, when they find it, that will be the first moon in there because it'll be priceless. God, you're a genius. Scavenger hunt. <laughs> wow, that's really smart. Thanks. That says something too, you know? Yeah, Because then there would be all these fraudsters just picking up random moon rocks and telling people it's the yeah, one. Yeah, forging my signature. But my signature is an NFT, so it can be verified on oh. the blockchain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. What would your moon art be? <clears throat> I guess round two, because I think we have done this question before. <laughs> yeah. I would... Ooh. I would either... Um, launch a full full size scale model replica of a waffle house and plant oh, it on the moon yep because that would be just sick just to have like a glowing neon waffle house on the moon on the moon dude all the film yeah. photographers would just be dying to get to the moon <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it'd be sick if it was just equipped with robots that um like fought each other and threw plates of food in each other's faces and you know just gave cool. you like the true waffle house experience yeah like an epcot robot yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly either that or i would 
launch a um a frame by frame flip book of home alone 2 lost in new york city <laughs> one of those <laughs> yeah that adds up that's not actually all that surprising <laughs> Uh, dude, also just minor side note when I was talking about film photographers would eat that up on this, on this snowcat trip, I, I brought this new like point and shoot film camera, like this like eighties old, and I've never shot through a roll of film on it. So I have no idea if it works and they made me take the group photo on it. And I don't know if the group photo is going to work. Oh my God. And I that's know. the only group photo. <laughs> Uh, there's, I think That's someone crazy. else got like one on their phone. So hopefully that'll suffice mm. when my, yeah. Cause like you said, I'm the luckiest unlucky. There's no way that film is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so definitely anyway. not. Anyway, sorry. Back to Waffle House on the moon. That's okay. Um, I think that's the end of the, the art on the moon story. Okay. Um, congrats, Jeff. Next story. Oh, speaking of film photographers on the moon, dude, even NASA's getting on to the, um, the retro vintage kick here. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to retroactively? Um, oh, man, I was going to make a horrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you, do you want to tell it? <laughs> uh, about, uh, I was going to say, are they going to do a retro reenactment of... <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Oh, man. It's the way my brain works. It's a tragic story. That was a really graphic rendition of that joke. I feel like you could have... You could have PG'd that joke a little <laughs> bit. But you went, you went f full R-rated. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I warned you. I, just, I tried to get, I tried to escape. That's okay. I'll, I'll make it more fun with a line from this article. Okay. Of NASA that would going be retro again. Good. I'm going to read you this line from this article, and you have to guess um, what NASA is doing here. Worms started crawling their way into space during joint U.S. and Russian Apollo Soyuz test project in 1975 continuing to inch their way into orbit during the space shuttle launching area era. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Worms? <laughs> I'm supposed to supposed guess to what this is about? Guess what NASA's doing when the article says worms started crawling their way into space. In the 1970s. Yeah. Okay, so I think part of the... 1970s mission was to have the first worm farm on the moon. <laughs> That's a great guess, but no, they're just uh, they're just bringing back their old retro logo that they call the worm logo because oh. it's just squiggly, um, squiggly font. Wait, really? That's so. like they're like re-unbranding and yeah, going to worm much. font. Yeah, they're going back to the worm logo. It's a good-looking logo, if I'm honest. I like it. I wish it. I could look it up. Yeah, that would be cool. But It's against the rules. We, <laughs> it's against the rules, and we do not have the technology to do that. We're, I cannot, dude. I God, I wish so badly I could look at it right now because I cannot picture <laughs> a cool worm-themed logo. <laughs> it's so funny how, high, how advanced podcast technology is and there's so many good softwares to like do what we're share doing screens and share and, stuff together yeah. but but we're not gonna do that god only and i don't knows know how, how. To do that yeah um so yeah worm logo is back next space news story <laughs> <laughs> um oh dude this this is crazy this this story sucks for you and rules for me so oh no NASA is looking Look for four volunteers to spend a year living and working inside a 3D printed Mars simulator. What? So, A, it's really 
cool that you could dedicate a year of your life to living in fake Mars in a simulator that was 3D printed by NASA. But the reason... Dude, that's <laughs> such a bad you. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a bad idea? Because what are you going to gain? I just... I'm sure these people are so smart, but what are you going to gain from a human being spending a year on plastic fake Mars? I don't, dude, I don't, all you're going to learn is that, is that you can't replicate the glory and wonder of space in a 3d printed building. That's all you're going to be able to learn because the guy in there is going to be like every morning he's going to wake up and he's going to have to like look in the mirror and just be like, smack himself in the face and be like you're on mars you're not in 3d printed nasa mars. you're on mars act like it <laughs> and then he's gonna go out and he's gonna go because he knows being filmed truman style truman show style he's gonna be like well it's another good day here on mars <laughs> the gravity and the temperature sure is different even though it's not <laughs> And one person's going to be fully not into it. So it's going to be like when you're at a escape room or like a Disney experience or something <laughs> yeah. where the employee is like so into it and refuses to break character. And the other people are like, yeah, okay, Carl, we get it. We're on Mars now. Can we just complete the mission <laughs> yeah. for the day or whatever? <laughs> Dude, I miss my wife. Can we please just plug all of the space goop blobs into the spaceship so we can go to bed and end this year-long nightmare? It's not everything space is plastic. Goop. It's 112C, and you can refer to me as Lieutenant Carl, not Carl. Uh, there's unknown extraterrestrial life just over the horizon. If we don't finish these tasks by moonfall, then. <laughs> And who knows what will become of you? <laughs> By moonfall. <laughs> oh, God, I can picture that so good. Just the guy who's way too into it while everyone else is Yeah, and he's doing like somersaults and cartwheels and stuff <laughs> and hiding behind rocks. <laughs> rocks. <laughs> and then the oh. end of the thing, dude. Oh, wait, you go, you go. Yeah, well, I was just going to say the crisis that Carl's going to have when he just steps out of the simulator and is on earth, his brain's going to break. He's cause he's going to be like, no, it, it was supposed to take yeah. nine months to get back to earth. <laughs> <laughs> and also he's going to have spent a full year convincing himself it's real. And then he's going to be like, that wasn't Mars. That was Mars. <laughs> that was Mars. Right. Someone tell me that was Mars. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Poor and Carl. yeah, all I'm saying is at the end of it, NASA's going to be like, well, as it turns out, we can we can fuck people up forever if we put them in a plastic <laughs> room for a year. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because... Go that... NASA. Bring the worm back. Put the men in the plastic room. <laughs> yeah, because it is a... Um... It just sounds like an escape room. Like when I was reading about it, they're gonna they're gonna simulate equipment failure, and they have to like repair the equipment, and they're gonna simulate um, storm like sandstorms and stuff happening. They should simulate so like the oxygen tanks like not working, and they like almost suffocate. And then the stupid <laughs> producers behind the scenes. This is definitely, by the way, a TV show. This has nothing to do with science. <sighs> and then the producer's gonna hit the air button again. He's going. <gasps> But dude, by the end of that, if you have storms and you have broken equipment and they're suffocating you and everything, you're going to think it's Mars after a while. This human brain <laughs> yeah. cannot sustain a reality that that curated yeah. and not think there's something. Okay. And also, dude, can you imagine the paranoia when you just look up and you're like, those damn scientists have me in here. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they would become your gods. And you'd yeah, be like, they would. Like hoping that they don't starve the oxygen no tanks more or make storms, equipment fail. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we can't survive another storm. <laughs> Dude, if they're not making this a reality Moon thunder show, sound effect. <laughs> missing out. <laughs> I know for real, dude. That's what I'm saying. This is not science. This is you're gonna find. I, dude, putting it. I'm calling it right now. We're gonna find out a couple years from now. There's gonna be a teaser for some new HBO show, and it's like Love Island, but it's on space and it's Mars and it's fake, and it was all a big God. production ploy. 
because you know <laughs> everyone they're casting for this thing all of them are hot you know that yeah gotta be so why would you waste the why would you waste the resource and the time to not make a tv show out of this remember Dude, what i okay. said <laughs> they gotta they gotta because yeah the whole point of it is just to study it's like a human study they're seeing how humans react to everything we just talked about all these scenarios and everything so yeah i mean what what better way to study humans than reality tv you want to know you want to know another hot take too about this yeah when people climbed everest for the first time they didn't need 3D printed Everest time, you know. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't need to go through any simulated difficult situation to see if their brain would explode. They just did it. And then same with the moon. It was just like, well, I guess we just, you know, the chances we're gonna die are pretty much, you know, they're pretty much 90%. We're dead, but we just gotta go to the moon. Our brains will probably explode, and we'll probably go crazy for three months in the in the space chamber. But we just have to go. With Mars, it's like, don't make them do this. <laughs> Just send them. Send them. And if their brains blow up and they kill each other, it's great TV. It's even better TV. <laughs> dude, the human, the human, dude, what we are, the, the thing that makes these expeditions so impressive is that the human spirit conquers all foreseeable odds. Not that they foresee all odds and prepare the human spirit so basically <laughs> mm -hmm. what i'm saying is if you're going to run a marathon don't train <laughs> exactly if everyone you're knows Everest, the first don't... moon mission famously unprepared no training <laughs> yeah. no advanced preparations just built a rocket pointed it in the right direction and damn sent. straight they took off in the middle of oklahoma in a cornfield and yeah they threw some extra fuel tanks in the back just in case they needed it and yep and to it. get home they just had jet packs and parachutes and they landed on top of a kfc and had fried chicken when they got home that's american yeah. spirit that's the way god intended <laughs> dude okay, listen to this rant over. listen to this um app this is the the list of requirements to be an applicant so listen okay. to this listen to this list of requirements you you tell me number who one you think would be a a good app. Number one, you have to be a perfect 10. <laughs> okay. You Number gotta, two, you, you gotta, gotta be, apply by... you gotta have sexual hunger. <laughs> no, not for the reality show. Astronaut dude. This for the real. <laughs> this is for, this is for science, dude. This okay, isn't for okay, the reality okay, sorry. show. <laughs> sorry. Blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> okay. To apply, you must be a motivated u.s citizen or permanent resident between the ages of 30 and 55. you must speak english and be a non-smoker applicants should have a strong desire for unique rewarding adventures and an interest in contributing to nasa's work to prepare for the first human journey to mars applicants must also have experience working in stem with a master's in engineering math biology or other sciences and professional experience or at least two years doctoral work in these areas or a test pilot program so given that anyone come to I mind that could apply going. for this <laughs> you have to i'm a perfect candidate dude you'll be a hero i read that it was like no way i fit all of these categories <laughs> Dude, and what you're, kind of world and you're like a content that? dude. That would be like, they don't even know they need that and they need that. Seriously. Well, who else are they going to find that has a master's degree in engineering that could also vlog on Mars? Dude, yeah. For Okay. Dear NASA, I know you're out there. I know how <laughs> algorithm, I know how algorithm and SEO work. So for yeah. now, this next segment is just called, we need to get NASA's attention now. <laughs> So NASA, NASA, yeah. NASA, NASA, <laughs> NASA, we're the number one space news podcast. That's a fact. Number so... one space news, NASA space news. <laughs> I feel like I'm just I including apply. keywords. <laughs> yeah. Worm logo retro. Bring back the worm. <laughs> Artemis. Truman First show style breakdown. <laughs> Moon NFT um 
I easily am convinced plastic is dirt. <laughs> NASA. <laughs> Down with SpaceX, up with NASA. Government-funded space makes sense. <laughs> the moon landing was definitely real and definitely not faked in any way. Or <laughs> And or I wouldn't form. know how to fake any other space-related <laughs> content. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know they say that Stanley Kubrick is the one who directed the fake moon landing? Wait a second. Oh, yeah, I have heard that theory. But wait a second. What? I You're mean, okay. telling me that they're trying, to, they're trying to convince us that the moon landing was real, but now they're just conveniently making they're building a, a whole set. Yeah. <laughs> building a set for Mars on Earth. Something's not lining up here. Oh, dude, and the reason being because they don't just want to convince the public. They want to convince the people there that it was real, which is why they're making them stay for a year so that when they do press conferences and stuff, they'll be like, yeah, I was on Mars and it was real. <laughs> and this they take lie just... detector tests and like they know it's real, <laughs> even though it's not. It's all just a massive ruse to convince us that we're on the moon right now. That's where this mm -hmm. is all going. Mm -hmm. it's gonna be you. like the ultimate twist ending to the nasa movie is like like the the turns out we were the moon this whole time what you're looking up at that's earth we that's are that's why the moon. you can't that's why you can't usually see the moon in the daylight is because they knock us out with cbd <laughs> sleeping stress relief pills and they transport us to the moon in the daytime <laughs> and the darkness is just earth nighttime is earth daytime is moon <laughs> why do we have a podcast dude we don't deserve this <laughs> i know <laughs> i looked at Fact. the time and i was like i was like okay we're about wrapped up with space news so now we can get into the real stuff but it's almost <laughs> been an hour just talking about absolutely nothing regarding space <laughs> Yeah, I, dude, that's true, because all of this space news is taking place on 3D printed planet Earth, along with our linoleum <laughs> floors and our, and our, and our, what else? And our, our electric baseboard heaters. Ah, I was thinking when I was in this cabin on my, on my epic luxury ski cat touring trip, because all the buildings are heated by log, you know, log fireplaces i'm like that's where we went wrong that's where we went wrong electric baseboard heaters and gas heating mm. we should be out there in the cold like men chopping wood uh-oh the government's shutting him down because he's on to the baseboard heating scam wait really i can hear you fine. oh you're back oh, okay anyway um mars wait no not mars electric baseboard heaters that's the downfall of modern man and linoleum floors. Well, all right, now what? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now we can finally get into the real news of this podcast, which Huzzah. honestly, I don't really, I don't really even have any. It was, it, it was big space news week, but okay. Um, in camera news, we haven't talked about cameras in ages. I know it's because they're dead and they are they're just dead. A marketing ploy by big electric baseboard heater. Yeah. Well, did you see all the Fuji X one hundred six? Oh yeah. Launch campaign stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I have a ton of thoughts on it, but um, if you're if you're unfamiliar, Fuji's X one hundred V was like sensational viral camera um that became so i don't know sought after and sold out everywhere that it was impossible to get mm -hmm. um and now they're doing this they have the next rendition that i thought it was interesting they're doing the classic like let youtubers test it early and make videos of it but every single one i watched had some talking point that was like 
make sure to pre-order because you know what happened with the last one like it's definitely going to sell out i don't mm. think that's going to happen again i don't think really? there's any way fuji's not prepared to because a they moved their manufacturing to china the last one was manufactured in japan so mm. if they moved the manufacturing that has to be because they were prepping to actually make enough for the demand yeah possibly because because it doesn't help Fuji to sell sell out and then just have people reselling them for even more money. I think yeah, it helps Fuji yeah. just make enough. So, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting camera. The reason it's popular is because it artificially is made to look like film and you don't have to edit the photos really because they have the same color science that they use in their film stocks. So you can just take like a hundred million digital photos that look like film, put them on Instagram, get a bunch of clout for being a hipster and then die <laughs> at the early age of 74. <laughs> um, and I don't, I know you have, I know you have one, so I got to tread lightly here, you know, but I don't like them. <laughs> hmm. That must've changed recently, huh? Cause you were stoked on mine when I got it, and the the Fuji like, the Fuji film simulation thing. Dude, I like I like the idea. I like the idea, and like, so the photos that come out of it are undeniably like beautiful. Like, it's it's so cool that it's so cool that such a tiny little thing that fits in your pocket you can just carry around with you and have, yeah, these beautiful photos of your memories, and they all look amazing and everything. I just think. I just think that like the where it's placed in the market is kind of like, do you want to digitally simulate film or you want to shoot film? Those are kind of your two options. And the, the mm -hmm. thing that, and I know everyone's shooting film, so I'm not trying to say I'm super unique or anything because I shoot film. <laughs> All I'm saying is one of the biggest, one of the biggest draws to film for me is it forces you to be really selective with what you hit the button on because it's expensive. Like I just sent a roll off today and total with shipping, it's going to be like 40 bucks. Cause I got large scans of it and everything. And I don't know. It's like that. The only reason I shoot film at all is because it has some sort of, it has some sort of like fake <laughs> hipster value attached to it. in the sense of like, these are, these are things that I am investing in. These are memories that I am investing in and I'm not out there. I'm not, I'm not glued to the back of my digital camera screen, just snapping 200 <laughs> photos, getting the exact perfect angle of my homie, Brian, who's whatever. I don't even have a friend named Brian. And instead I'm out there taking three shots in a whole day. And those three shots, no matter how bad they come out are I'm just like so stoked out. My friend, Luke Hedman just sent me photos that he took on his film camera from a day skiing, like, I don't know, like four weeks ago or something. And like, I think he mm -hmm. only sent me five photos and I look stupid in all of them, but they're like, so cool. They're so cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm not I mean, the first person ever to sit here and talk yeah, about my film. That's is cool. a great. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's a great for sure. Uh, reasoning for why film is cool but to me that doesn't change why the x100 series is such a fun camera to use um because for me when the x100v was super hyped up and selling for tons of money i just bought the two models prior version of the exact same camera and to me what made it valuable was I was so used to either taking photos on my phone, which is like the, the far end of the spectrum of just snapping a thousand photos, not caring about them, not like focusing on the shot. Like you're saying film makes you do iPhone is the like just ultimate spray and pray. You're not worried about <laughs> anything with how much you take it or not. And then the other end of the spectrum was I would take photos on my Canon or my Sony like video camera, but those photos were so mixed in with video footage and they were raw files and they just, they ended up being not really accessible photos for me. They weren't good like memory photos. 
So for me, the X100 is such a perfect middle ground camera where like, yeah, of course it's not film. Of course it's not the same experience of film. But when I have that camera on me, it's just like having your dad cam camcorder. Like I am mm. taking that for memories. It's like the family camera, you know, I'm taking memory photos of it. I'm almost never sharing any of them. And I also do take them, I mean, a little more intentionally. Obviously, I'm not worried about <laughs> a roll of film or anything. But to me, it's like, yeah, of course it's not film, but it's such a fun middle ground camera that definitely makes you take a different approach, I think, to how you take yeah. your photos. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I certainly understand the appeal. I definitely get it, you know. I just... I don't know for for me personally because the new one's what like thirteen hundred bucks or something. Yeah, fifteen hundred, I think. Dude, even at the pr even at the price of forty dollars per roll for a roll of thirty five millimeter film, you know how much film I would have to shoot to justify like that kind of yeah. purchase. And then on top of that, like the the camera. Okay, I say all this, but <laughs> this camera that I that I brought on this snowcat trip, the twenty dollar film camera that I'm so excited about. The group photo is not going to come out, and then, <laughs> and then I'm going to have no credibility because I'm going to have missed the most important shot of the day because of my film, whatever. But okay, here's here's my here's my most brutal take on the X100V. Are you ready or X100? Ready. The X106 is the scooter of the skate park, and the film camera is the skateboard. They're kind of the same thing you're kind of doing the same thing but one is a lot harder and a lot cooler and that's just kind of where it sits in my brain <laughs> yeah i mean that's fair and i'm saying i'm saying the film camera is the skateboard and the x106 is the um is the hammer or is the the jigsaw like that to me, they're not even the same thing. They're not even in the same realm. Like film photography is one thing and a digital camera is just like, yeah, but it would be, it would be a hammer. Thing. It would be a hammer with a label on it that said, this is a skateboard because, because it's supposed to look exactly like film. That's like the whole point of it, which feels scooter adjacent to me. It's like, yeah, I could do a backflip, but it's like, yeah, but it's a scooter. <laughs> um okay well i don't know yeah, but, yeah I, I, I mean know. it's like but the problem yeah, is but at the other on the other hand like i i also think like the photos that you've gotten while we've hung out have all been like super sick and i'm pretty sure i've posted a lot of your x100 photos <laughs> so on my instagram <laughs> yeah so i can't complain that much i don't know i'm just like as a consumer i don't think i would buy one i suppose that's all i'm saying but i yeah, for sure. Certainly not and knocking like, anyone also, that would. It's just not my thing. Yeah. And like if it is the scooter, so be it, you know? Like I'm not yeah. I'm not taking the photos to be cool, you know? Yeah. Like I'm taking it because I enjoy it so much. And so yeah, so be it. Like, you know, if you enjoy scootering, great. Like, man, do I cherish some of the photos that that thing has taken? So it's just like Yeah. You know, it's just I don't know. Yeah. It's a great tool. <laughs> no, for sure. And I'm I'm too uh I'm too something about the whole thing. I don't know what the word is, but really the fact that I the fact that I even think in these terms is like a sign that I I have some some growing to do. <laughs> so I'm like that ca well, that camera isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, part of part of my thinking why I even wrote the thing in the notes was the embargo model that camera companies have done for like almost a decade at this point is just so annoying and it has to change mm -hmm. because there's no way that, you know, there's no way that you and I are the only people that are like turned off to this camera because of how many YouTube videos you see about it or how much. That's true. Like, I was just thinking my honest to God problem is I'm just, I'm just like, 
I'm just inherently contrarian towards the super hyped out stuff. And yeah, that do, again, that doesn't make me like Mr. Cool guy. It's just like, it's hard to really think something's cool when everybody thinks something is like really, really, really cool. And it's uh, like at, another side of it too is like, there's like a hundred million billion people buying this camera. It's like the, I think it's like one of the best selling like non-phone cameras ever. Yeah. And um, it's meant to simulate something that is super fun that employs a bunch of people like, I don't know, that's a whole that's a whole thing I don't want a box I don't want to open, but like with film labs and everything, there's this whole like culture and world behind it that it's kind of it's kind of like um what's the word? Like uh what's the word for when people move into a neighborhood and ruin it? Gentrification. It's kind of like gentrifying like the film I don't know, like at its worst you could make that argument that Yeah. Or it's maybe at its film. best it's getting people into the f film world. If they're only yeah. using a phone and then they're interested in this Fuji, like yeah, that's hopefully true, I it, it is also, you know, making people interested in film. And I, I think it is for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I film think... has been on the rise too in parallel, like yeah, everyone's shooting film now. So I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't think about it too hard. People could do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that like we can talk about on a podcast because there's something to talk about, but ultimately it just does not matter at all. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I'm not like I don't think either of us are up at night being like, <laughs> no, <laughs> thinking about it too much. So, yeah. yeah, totally, definitely not. It was just the like, yeah, it was the only thing that happened this week that in my head I was like, oh, that's something we could talk about on the podcast because it was yeah. like somewhat camera video photo related that'll um, probably be one yeah. of the only cameras for a while that really Makes raises any eyebrows at all like yeah. the only other thing i could think is like if a fx4 happens that would probably be a big deal but other than that like mm -hmm. yeah. every camera does everything now the new dude the new fuji X106 shoots 6K or 4K 60 frame per Jeez. second video and has 40 <laughs> megapixel photos, which is like, yeah, dude, absurd. if there's not a perfect example of overkill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And yeah, my, my thought with the camera embargo things and exactly what you were just saying, it used to be like every new camera release was such a big splash and made so much conversation was so genuinely exciting to where now there's this x106 launch and frankly it's like oh cool bigger me megapixels and yeah oh cool the video's a little better but ultimately what i hope this eventually goes to is brands start recognizing the value of being attached to really cool projects instead of just spraying and praying reviews to as many things as possible because oh, you and i, I have talked about yeah like you and i have talked about how the difference of when a brand wants to work with you on a on a youtube video there's some brands that only care about how many people click your link and when that leads to a purchase that's like one way that brands will decide if you're a useful <laughs> collaborator or not yeah. And then there's other brands that care about the image you bring and the idea and mindset that you attach to their brand. And hopefully that's where all this is going is that camera companies will be like, oh, shoot, we can't just impress people with a new spec anymore. We mm -hmm. need to be attached to cool projects that have heart and soul behind them and are, are, are actually like leaving an impact rather than here's the new camera. Here's what it does. Cool. Dude, couple thoughts on that. A great example of that kind of brand branding culture is skateboarding. How it's like nobody's making a better skateboard. Like they're all <laughs> made in the same stupid factory, and yeah, like basically wow. all you can do is all you can do is put a cool picture on the bottom. And yet people like die on the hill of what mm. skate brand is like, you know, the one to support or whatever. Um, and yeah, like there's definitely a whole nother avenue of marketing to tap into with cameras. Like, dude, if camera companies were more like skate companies and it was like, you were like on a team and they're, you know what I mean? And 
there yeah that's it's just a it's a way more parallel. fun a way more personal way to to market something and then alongside that a great example is and this will be my i'll just call this my pick of the week but when i was really getting into like high-end cinema and filming and all these sorts of things especially in the action sports world i saw a trailer for uh the teton gravity research bike movie unreal which is definitely the best thing they ever made to this day it's like the yeah. most epic bike movie ever. So good. <laughs> and I remember this was when I was like, oh, all the cool action sports things are shot on like red cameras or whatever. But that whole movie was shot on Sony cameras. And I'm pretty sure subconsciously that's why I shoot on Sony now is mm. when I saw like Unreal was shot on Sony. I was like, dang, like the big dogs, the big, big wow. dogs shoot on Sony yeah. stuff. So that was pretty cool. And then also my prediction my 2024 prediction for camera trends is going to be, I think, and I'd have to double check this, but I'm pretty sure uh, Red's patent on raw internal recording expires this year. So I think you're going to see a huge jump in dynamic range and you're going to see all these cameras coming out with like basically the FX3R or whatever. And they're all going to have raw internal recording with higher dynamic range specs. So that's the next spec frontier. And then, yeah, hopefully the next branding frontier is more project and um, whatever. Uh, yeah, just having some more illustrious storytelling backing the product yeah. as opposed to just yeah. Gerald undone spec sheets. Sorry, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those are great predictions. And man, do I hope, do I hope that that's the case. Um, wait, so your pick of the week is Unreal? Oh, uh, just the trailer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal um, by Teton Gravity Research. Yeah, yeah. That's like, you got to admit, that's like one of the coolest. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. movies ever. It's so cool. Dude. Absolutely. So, yeah. So much. Um, I don't know. I, I love action sports films that have like so much thought put into them rather yeah. than just you know back-to-back -back shot for shot stuff yeah and dude that was like the last time i you... felt like i saw people do like like the dirt powder day where they like made it snow mm -hmm. dirt and then they did the yeah. brandon semenek one shot like every segment had like a dude a and thing. biking amongst a pack of horses yeah. how cool is that <laughs> i know dude so, like what happened after that like there was the one yeah. where the dude like set his bike on fire, but that's like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that industry just ran out of funding for films. Cause that was like right at the end of action sports films being like a thing that people bought and events that they went to. Yeah. I think there's just not funding for it anymore. Yeah. That's pretty true. Maybe. Oh, can I spill the, can I spill the beef on my, on my, uh, <laughs> spill the beef no the beef. Why don't you, i don't want you spilling beef anywhere <laughs> oh. should i talk about the mahalo my dude thing because that was just such an interesting <laughs> that was such an interesting to, thing sure. to happen i don't know i was just like yeah, interesting. spill the beef shay <laughs> well, i've looked up to this youtube channel forever called mahalo my dude they they have such fun videos and they just seem like the best vibe ever. And they're all about like supporting smaller channels and like, like in my eyes, they've just, they could do no wrong. And then on one of my videos, they left a comment that I just genuinely think they don't under, they didn't understand what it meant, but they basically commented. They said, this is one of the videos of all time, which generally people say, like, you could look it up. You could look it up. It basically, when people say that, it's just, it just means this is unremarkable and there's nothing really to note about this. It just slots in. Um, and so then I replied to the comment because they have like half a million subscribers or maybe they have a million now. I don't know. So I replied to the comment just that that kind of feels like a punch down. <laughs> and then they were like, and then they were like, oh no, sorry. We're just bad at, at like giving compliments. And then they followed me on Instagram and I've had no other interaction with them past that. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like they just accidentally forgot to put the adjective in there. 
that would have said one of the best videos of all time or something, but then accidentally had it be like the ultimate insult. Well, especially because their last two videos have been about smaller outdoor industry YouTube channels reacting to mean comments. That's like, <laughs> and so I was like, did I just get a mean comment from that <laughs> channel? <laughs> They're just trying to inspire you to make your own reacting to mean comments video. They're just trying to help you out. Yeah, like giving I guess. you some mean comments. Know. Oh, they wanted me to talk about this on on friends with Benedict so that they could absorb all 100 of our loyal fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But usually I just don't even care about comments, but it's like, imagine like the one YouTube channel that's been like this dark horse in your life. If they just randomly left a comment on your video, that was like mildly snarky. It just makes you feel <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Dude, I swear they just left an adjective out on accident. I don't know. They must anyway, have. That's my story. <laughs> I, yeah. Um. Well, I probably better get going to clean up all this beef that you just spilled all over the place. But <laughs> before I do that, why did I say that? <laughs> it's no a, one's ever it's said a, that. That's a great mixture of spill the beans and. <laughs> that's, guess that's what I was thinking. Beef. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you got any apologies before I clean up all this beef? I'm sorry to the X100V enthusiasts. I probably don't even fully agree with everything I said. I just got worked <laughs> up because we got all we got. I got all worked up talking about fake Mars. Um, mm -hmm. So and you do get worked up seeing like. Listen, I understand because when every day you see six new X100 videos, it gets yeah. real annoying. The embargo thing is so obnoxious. It'll make you hate any product that gets launched in that in that form. I know. Oh, so, I would hope hey. the brands would also see that, that it's just so obnoxious. Yeah. Dude, hey, on behalf of an X100 fan, I forgive you for your apology. Ah, thanks. Maybe this, if you want this to be off pod, that's fine. But I'm curious, did they reach out to you? No, they definitely mm. didn't. Fools. Which, you could have been part of it. Fools. Yeah. Could have, man, I'm. The funny thing I'm is like for, for something like that, you're just like, well, I could, I could say something different about it and then i'd get a free camera yeah that's what i was gonna say is like i'm kind of glad they didn't reach out because i think if they would have i would have been stoked because yeah i would have loved to try it out and i wouldn't at that time have known just how many they were sending out and how many videos there would be um but i do think even before that launched i was thinking about making another photography video on my mm. channel I yeah. think I would have made something really fun out of it. I always enjoy making photo videos when yeah. I make them. Um, but yeah, all that to say, now I'm really glad they didn't because I probably would have accepted it and would have made a video and then would have been so annoyed that I was one of 8,000 people making yeah. <laughs> Fuji videos. A lot of times on those embargo, um, embargo drops or whatever, I find out about the most random channels. Sometimes they find the just most random, like, like horse-themed yeah. channels, you know, or like, yeah, you know, it's like like marble works guy, or like, you know what I mean? And it's <laughs> like, what is this guy doing with this camera? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Anyway, um, I'm sorry to. Jeff Coons, because I don't really like your balloon animals, but he doesn't care. He's a freaking bajillionaire. So, yeah. congrats on your art on the moon. Uh, Funny the way it is, huh? Because he was like an artist, and probably in the early days, he was like X100V, and we would have been like, there's this dude, he's making balloon animals, and I don't vibe with it, but he's an artist. And then he makes money, and then you're like, screw him no one likes him <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> that's very true other than that 
I'm not sorry to anyone or anything. Wow. Yeah. I'm just living my life. Dude, I finished my fingerboard skate park. It's dry. I'm going to go sand it right after we hang up. Whoa, you got to text me a picture. I will. I've been waiting until I sand it to send you a picture because I don't want you to see a prelim photo to oh, see the true. finished product, true. you know? But, good point, good point. Oh, I'm stoked. Yeah. Oh, I have one last question. Did you watch... Didn't the last Airbender come out this morning? It came out today, yeah. And I honestly thought I was up at midnight last night, so I thought about watching it last night, but I didn't. Um, Dang. But, okay. Well, maybe I'll try and watch the first episode, and maybe, maybe, maybe we can talk man. about it next week. <laughs> yeah. Why did I say that? <laughs> maybe. Well, here's um, when I when I just searched an if uh, initial thoughts on it here's the first two headlines that came up oh you google a beautifully crafted disappointment oh nice. can't match the original so uh, i got high hopes man <laughs> yeah and you did just it's... google something i just don't want that to go unnoticed no 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 it was in my show notes it was in oh, my okay, show okay. notes okay. that was yeah that was one of the things that i was like i guess we could talk about avatar but i haven't seen it yet and people are disappointed already so Sick. what's the point yeah true yeah but i don't know i'll watch it for sure yeah and then i'll be disappointed maybe maybe not yeah that'll be cool just spending i wonder how many total hours that is <laughs> <laughs> just knowing you're gonna not like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'll give it a shot. I'm gonna give it an honest yeah. shot. I'm not gonna let yeah. I'm not gonna let Google decide what I think about Avatar. But yeah, yeah, again, yeah, the writing's been on the wall since the creators left. This is since yeah, the true. original creators left. So it's a pretty true. good omen of how it's gonna go. But hey. You know, that's life. One big disappointment. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you.